from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Littow for BlackSportsOnline.com and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. Now, before I get started, congratulations to me. I am officially engaged. I proposed to my lovely, intelligent, beautiful, smart, best thing that ever happened to me, girlfriend, or should I say fiance now on Valentine's Day. Everything went off without a hitch. Very happy, very excited. I'm out the game after a whole lot of years. <laughs> I'm out the game. At, cer- at a certain point, fellas, you got to get out the game. Unless you want to stay in it forever. I mean, some people, for for a while, I thought maybe I was going to stay in the game forever. But it it gets old after a while. In the words of, uh, in the immortal words of Eddie Murphy, you know, there's no perfect people, but you just got to find someone as messed up as you. (laughs) And if you find that person, you know, do right, you know, by them. So I'm just here to give advice these days. I'm totally out the game. I'm washed. I'm going to be a white picket fence, barbecue, cut the grass, build stuff. Well, maybe pay somebody to build stuff. I'm not really into the building stuff, but you know what I'm trying to say. Out the game. So congratulations to me, Pat, on my back. Now that we got that out the way, let's talk about what you want to talk about. First thing, we got a couple of things, because it's been a while since I did, did a podcast. So, uh, obviously, a few things have happened in the interim. The first thing I want to talk about is Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick settled his collusion case uh, with the NFL. Reportedly, anywhere between 50 and $100 million, him and Eric Reed. It was a lot of money. You know, you know that. It was a lot of money. It wasn't short money. It was a lot of money. And this caused a lot of discussion on the social media streets about if Colin Kaepernick sold out and was it just for the money. And you know me, I'm not one to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm going to tell you the truth. But for you to understand the truth, if you choose to want to understand it, you have to understand the beginning of everything. This wasn't a plot by Colin Kaepernick. What a plot. This wasn't something that was thought out in advance. It wasn't something like when he first sat on the bench and nobody noticed that he felt like this was going to be the end game almost, you know, three years later that he'd be getting a settlement from the NFL. 
Ironically, it just happened that someone noticed Colin Kaepernick. Marshawn Lynch had been sitting for the national anthem for years. Nobody just noticed or asked him about it. And that's the difference between being a running back and a quarterback. Furthermore, Colin Kaepernick sat for a couple of preseason games and no one noticed. Once they noticed, they asked him about it. And obviously he had a lot on his chest, but he wasn't one to, he didn't start the conversation. He didn't say, hey guys, come to my locker. I'm going to tell you about, you know, why I sat for the national anthem. He was asked and then he said it. That fall, when all of this happened, if you would have been paying attention to Colin Kaepernick's social media that summer, you would have already seen it was bubbling inside. But once again, it wasn't thought out. It wasn't a plan or anything to it. Just like everything else with the media, when it caught fire, it, I mean, it really caught fire. And when they asked him about it, he spoke honestly about it. And certain things are just certain times, certain places. Eric Reitz kneeled with Colin Kaepernick. You know, while he's a prominent figure, he, he never got the type of venom that Colin Kaepernick got. It's all about time and place. Colin Kaepernick, it was just that time and that place and this point. If this happens even though this was the latter part of the President Obama administration. If, if this happened at the beginning of the Obama administration, say in 2010 or something, 2012, probably not as big of a deal. But this was when Trump and MAGA was really gaining steam. So once again, time and place, just events are happening. Once again, not planned out by Colin Kaepernick. This man, he just sat because he was feeling some type of way. So after he gets a pushback, what he does, he asks somebody, you know, in the military, what should I do? They tell him to kneel. Probably the worst I shouldn't say the worst, but let me just say the kneeling brought more attention than sitting on the bench. In my mind, because the kneeling was out front. Everybody's standing and you're kneeling, as opposed to you being behind everybody and sitting or standing in the locker room. So the military guy who was a Green Beret and I think played in the league Boyer kind of made it it's bigger than what you know what I think it initially was supposed to be as it got bigger people were like well what are you doing about it why are you just kneeling actions speak louder than words okay so Colin Kaepernick went about actions like I said it wasn't his plan from the beginning but when people say well what are you doing he said, well, I'm going to do something. And that's when he came up with his, his foundation. Know your rights. So he starts doing stuff. 
people are still asking them questions. And the 49ers are not a good team at that time. Really haven't been since that time, except for like a brief moment here and there. At that point, I remember saying to myself, even though Kaepernick was not playing awful, but it was on a very bad team, that it was quite possible he was just bad enough that it would give the NFL justifiable excuse not to sign him. A little plausible deniability. Because if Cam Newton would have kneeled, I mean, they're not going to cut Cam Newton. They're not going to cut Russell Wilson. You know, so, like, there's a level where it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to stay on the team. And the NFL has proven, in some other cases, that it really doesn't matter what you do. If you can play, you'll be on the team. Kaepernick was just right at that cuff, that cut, that cut. Sorry, I was readjusting myself. It was cut on the cuff. Where was he a starter? Was he a backup? Just right there in the middle. Now, I don't think anybody rational would say that if there was 70 to 75 quarterbacks, 80 quarterbacks in the NFL, when you count the starter, the backup, the number three, the emergency practice squad or whatever, that Colin Kaepernick was not one of the top 80 quarterbacks in the NFL. But was he top 32? Was he top 15? Was he top 45? It was just enough plausible deniability to say, oh, you know, it doesn't fit our system. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Now, we all know that that's bullshit. That if he never kneeled, never said anything, never, you know, wore the pig socks, never had a Castro shirt on, all of this other stuff, if he never did any of that, he would still be in the league right now. What capacity? Who knows? But he would be in the league right now. And at that point, any rational person would have saw that he had been blackballed. Some of the, the comments from the president, NFL owners, only lead, led to, you know, that logical conclusion. So that's the first thing you need to understand is all of this happened in like real time. Almost impossible to predict that that was going to happen. So to say, this is my first point, to say that Colin Kaepernick planned all of this and it was just all about the money is irrational. It doesn't even make any sense because there's no way he would have known any of this when he started. He couldn't predict. Nobody could have predicted this. It was happening literally in real time with Trump, with the owners, with the kneeling, with the police brutality, you know, the the racism, the social injustice, like all of this was just kind of happening in, in our faces. Like it's no way you could have predicted all of that at all. There's no way you could have predicted that. So you can't say from the beginning, all he was thinking about was the money. Because, like I said, there's no way he could have known it at that time. Now, so we fast forward to where he's getting blackballed 
Okay. And at that point, he decides to file a lawsuit. Now, this is what I could tell. Well, let me rephrase that. I want to rephrase that. I think there are certain people understand what's happening, but they just don't like Colin Kaepernick or they're racist or whatever, you know, MAGA, whatever it may be. So they don't want to listen to the rational end of these things. I think there are certain people that are just ignorant to what a lawsuit is. When you sue someone, and I just want you to think about this, when you sue, why would you sue someone? For, you're suing for something, right? Nobody sues for nothing. You're suing for monetary things when you sue someone. That's why it's a lawsuit. There are, there are times where, and, and I, I use this, and I'm not making a judgment on the women, but there are times that women don't go to the cops about whatever's happened to them with a man, be it sexual assault, physical assault, whatever, but they will file a, law, a lawsuit to get money. So, the action in and of itself, even if it's criminal, they're still trying to get money because it's a lawsuit. If they win the lawsuit, they get the money. They, if they settle the lawsuit, they get the money. When Ben Roethlisberger settles a lawsuit with his rape accusers, it's to, you know, so they don't talk, but he's giving them money. It, it's giving them money. That's what a lawsuit is. And in this particular lawsuit, this is not sexual assault. It's not a violent crime. This is a lawsuit that is based off employment, meaning lost wages. If, if someone is colluding against you, that's keeping you out of something to make sure that you can't earn a living. That's why they call it collusion. A bunch of people get together to make sure that you can't earn a living wage. So out of all the lawsuits in the world, this is really one of a, the type of lawsuit that actually physically has to do with cash. You see what I'm saying? If you sue someone for, you know, the domestic violence or whatever, because, it, you know, it's emotional trauma and all of this stuff, wrongful death, you know, that's, a, that's an action that has nothing to do with finances. It's just you want to be compensated for your loss. But in this case, he was suing because he knew, we knew, everyone knew, he was one of the top 80 quarterbacks in the world, and they were denying him employment. And it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out because we see Nate Peterman. We saw a lot of quotes. We saw Matt Hasselback on ESPN say someone called him about the playoffs. We seen a team like the Redskins have guys, two guys break their leg and not even give them a call or a tryout. So we know there's collusion. We've heard what Jerry Jones said. We've heard what the late, you know, uh, Bob McNair said. We've heard all of this. We've heard what Trump said. So, of course, there's collusion. 
So if the goal of the lawsuit is to get back wages, then that's what he did. Now, I will say this. I understand to some extent, some people say, the whole, if you're trying to expose the NFL, why not take it all the way to trial and expose whatever information that you got? Because at that point, it becomes public. If you want to know what I mean by that, I am talking, think of the Derrick Rose uh, case. The girl sued him for $21 million saying that he you know, had gang raped her with a bunch of guys. Now, she probably sued him with that in mind, assuming that he wouldn't want to go to trial to have all of this discovery come out. And so he would pay her a settlement, you know, maybe a million dollars, 500,000, whatever. But Rose wanted to clear his name and not settle, which, you know, in some cases make people feel like you're guilty. So he went to court and it didn't look great for Derrick Rose. And when I say it didn't look great, I don't think if you actually followed the trial, it was pretty obvious that he didn't commit a crime. (laughs) It's just it was also pretty obvious the way that he was treating the women was not the best. And you may not want it all of that to come out. That's why people said it. So I can understand people saying, well, why didn't Colin Kaepernick drag them to court and put everything out there? Why, why didn't he do that? Why did he take the money? And I think if you're just asking about that point, that's valid. Why didn't he? There's a couple of reasons why it's possible. And I'm just speculating. First thing is, you can still lose. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's not really beneficial if you expose certain things about the NFL and then don't get any money for it. Especially if they're offering $100 million. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying here? Now, I just need you guys to think rationally. Like, I really want you to think rationally about this. There's $100 million, $50, million on the tape, okay? You take it now, or you can take it to trial, you know, expose some embarrassing things about the NFL, and then take a 50-50 shot of you getting $100 million or not. Just think about what you would do with that. That's the first thing. Secondly, and maybe some people now don't want to hear this, but secondly, discovery goes both ways. So, yeah, there probably was a lot of embarrassing stuff and maybe some smoking guns with the NFL. But, and like I said, maybe somebody don't want to hear this, but maybe there was some thing. The NFL has a lot of money. Maybe they dug up things about Colin Kaepernick that he didn't want out there. Because that all would be, it would all be out there, all out in the streets. So it could be both ways like that. Lastly, once again, and this is going back to you can lose, while common sense says Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed, and they might have had some evidence to prove that 
in the end, you have to be very careful dealing with the NFL in regards to the CBA because the CBA clearly states that it's a team's prerogative to sign whoever they want to sign. So they just don't have to sign you just because you're back. So his lawyers probably were concerned about that. And then there's one more thing, and this maybe we won't know for a little bit, but maybe not to after the draft, maybe before, but it was hinted. Maybe there were some assurances. If you settle this case, you get you another shot. Now, that's possible. It's possible. We just don't know. But to call him a sellout for taking money on a lawsuit makes no sense. To sell out someone is to sell out your, your race, meaning you took the money and all of a sudden you're not helping. You took the money and you're taking pictures with Roger Goodell like your buddies. You're not helping anybody anymore. There's nothing to suggest that Colin Kaepernick is not going to continue to do what he's been doing. And you need to be really, really careful. Even if you have a complaint or you don't agree with something that Colin Kaepernick has done, you have to be very, very careful at how you articulate that so you don't start whitlocking. And what I mean by that is, as a black person, if you're critical of another black person, especially if they're doing good for black people, white people will jump on that and say, see, look, the black person said it. And then they piggyback off of it. You basically become their voice box for the racist shit they want to say. That's, the, that's what Whitlock is. When Whitlock goes on TV, and says all this stuff about Colin Kaepernick, all he is is a voice box for the racist white people that want to say the same thing but can't. So, like I said, you can disagree with certain moves. Just be very careful on how you disagree. Look very carefully at who is co-signing your disagreements. But to say Colin Kaepernick is a sellout, that's ridiculous. It really is. And like I said, I think the majority of people that are saying that just were never on Cap's side. Or they're Whitlocking. Or they're racist. Or they're MAGA. I mean, it's pretty obvious to see. And like I said, if, if you were on, in a case and you were suing somebody and they came to you and said it's $100 million. And you knew you could do good with that $100 million. And if you didn't take the $100 million, it's possible that you could lose it all. Pretty sure you would take it. I'm pretty sure everyone that's saying that he should have just kept full going. First off, having done 5% of the things that he's done for people. And furthermore, would, would have taken $50,000 if it was offered to him. I am sure you want my thoughts on Tristan Thompson. Kardashian. You know, I had I had a chance to think about this and I didn't think about it in the moment because these type of stories is just kind of a journalism tip. You know, that's 
certain things you, you can take your time with. Other things you got to get up fast before the timeline beats you to it. You want to be the person that's driving the conversation on social media and Google searches and all of that stuff. If you wait too long, everybody's going to see it. And then, you know, there's no need to listen to what you got to say. So I just happened, thankfully, because, you know, you never know. You know, yesterday I was in planes all all day because I was coming back from All-Star, which I'll talk about in a second. But today I just happened to be, you know, sitting on the couch recovering. And um, as opposed to tomorrow, where I'm going to be uh, at an event pretty much all day. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, event. But just happened to be sitting on the couch, literally saw TMZ tweeted as soon as they did. So, like, that's always the best when you see it exactly when it goes up. And, you know, I had, you know, the story up within five minutes with follow-ups and variations of the story. You always got to do variations of the story that people like to know what's going on past the original story, get some of the backstory. Because you had so much involved with it. You got Tristan cheating, Chloe getting cheated on again. You got Kylie Jenner's best friend, Devin Booker's in there somehow. But then I started thinking about it, and I I get to some other relationship stuff in a second. But what if, just follow me for a second, what if, because it's so, even for Tristan, you know, the cheating part, I think we all figured he was still cheating. The, you know, your sister's, I mean, your, 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 your baby mama's sister's BFF. I mean, that's, that's kind of out there. So what if, just follow me for a second. What if this was all a setup from Chris Jenner? Anybody ever think about that? That maybe they sent Jordan in, Jordan Woods is the girl, to see what Tristan Thompson would do? how it would react, kind of like a mole. And, you know, then he, you know, she reports back and they kind of go from there. Because if not, that's some, um, that's some, that's some, that's shadiness. I mean, your, your, your best friend's sister's baby daddy. I mean, that's some love and hip hop type of stuff. But then again, these are the Kardashian Jenner, so it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> just that's that's just out there a bit. That's something that you would should be on Empire, which I I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about that now. I think I'm going to wait the whole Jesse Smollett situation. I want to wait until. Whatever happens, happens. And then I, I get I get into that. Because I don't want to do a whole, because it's going to be long. <laughs> I don't want to do a whole thing and then the opposite happens. I just say that I have thoughts either or any way it goes. So we just wait on that. So maybe it was set up. Maybe not just Jesse. Well, maybe. But maybe Tristan Thompson was set up. It doesn't matter if he was set up or not. He's still part, you know, partake, partake in the uh, in the activities. He partook, maybe partook in the activities. 
Whatever the case, he, he cheated. Now, my thing, and I've told you guys this before, going probably all the way back to when I was doing the drip drop hour, is I never felt that Tristan actually liked Khloe Kardashian. I had always been told that what Tristan liked was the Kardashian access and attention. Because if you're Tristan Thompson, and obviously you're a basketball player, so you, you're always going to get you know some run, and you're famous, and obviously he was with LeBron for a while, so that brings added you know attention. But with people like Tristan Thompson, there is a box that you're you're in. You know, there's only so much people are going to be talking about you. You're definitely not going to be on E. You're definitely not going to be on Entertainment Tonight, Extra. You're not going to be at the Met Gala. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain things that, even as an athlete, depending on who you are, is limited. If you're just a standardized, regular, everyday, working, you know, athlete you know, who gets, you know, 10 and 10. When last time you thought about Chris Humphreys? Chris Humphreys even on the team? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, there's just a certain level. So, by getting with Chloe, he gets access to all of this stuff. If you type in Tristan Thompson into Google, look how far you have to go down to get something that's just strictly about his game. Strictly about his game. Like, I, I just do it real quick right here. I know, to, yeah, especially today, I doubt I'm going to I'm gonna have to go uh, several pages. But if you just type in Tristan Thompson, I'm typing it in Google. Just write in Google. Just his name. Not Chloe. Not nothing. Okay? I'm just going. The first, the first, first of all, the news stories are about Chloe. But even as you scroll down, the first, uh, his name is not even in front of his Google searches. It's all Chloe, 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 Chloe. You know, and you go to the second page, it's Jordan Woods, Kylie Jenner, Chloe, Tristan Thompson on page six. He wouldn't be on page six. You know, if not, you know, USA Magazine. I'm sure he wouldn't be on. USA Magazine, uh, was it Us, Us Magazine. You have to get to like the third page. Well, wait a minute. Nah, it's Life and Style, more Chloe, more Chloe. You know, you see, they got his stats and contracts. I'm looking for an actual story about him on the court. That's not just stats. And I'm still looking, you know, stats, stats, stats when he went, you know. We're, now we're, we're four pages in. And it's still Chloe. So who's the women that spent the night with Chloe? Chloe leaves his pregnant girlfriend for Chloe. That's an old one. Here we go. So it took five pages before we got Trisha Thompson, Cavs still the East favors even without LeBron. Five pages in. And that's the only one. If you keep going, I'm on page six. Still Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods getting some some extra time. Jordan Woods. Kylie. Chloe. So that's the bad part. You know, the the good part was he was getting all of the the really good access. 
And now he's, you know, I guess more famous than what he was before, maybe a little infamous. But let's just be real. If you're cheating on your, your baby mama, she nine months pregnant, you, you probably just don't like her. I mean, nine months, like she's literally getting ready to burst with your, your child. You couldn't, you know, wait a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Nine months? Not just cheating with one, like three, four different girls. Like, come on. And Chloe is insecure because money and fame doesn't mean that you're, you're secure about things and relationships. I think she's, she's always been kind of scorned from even back in the Lamar Odom days. So she kept taking them back and taking them back. And when you take back someone that would cheat on your way nine months pregnant, of course they're going to think they can do whatever they want to do. To the point that you can obviously thought you can make out with your sister's best friend at his house in front of people. <laughs> Oh, Chloe, you know, the one day finds love. But one should remember that he left his pregnant girlfriend, another Jordan, by the way, to get with Chloe. So, you know, you kind of reap what you sow. Lastly, uh, I was at the All-Star game, All-Star weekend in Charlotte. Uh, It's nice. It's Charlotte. Um. Cold and rainy, unfortunately, but you know they can't do anything about that. Uh, man, they put me in a in an A loft, and normally an A loft is fine, but when you wash like I am, you, you know you just like to do your work and go back to the room. Unfortunately, uh, they it's, you know they have uptown, they don't have downtown, they have uptown Charlotte, and they have a little epicenter, I guess is what it's called, or East Center or something, something. <laughs> I think it's Epicenter. Anyway, you know, the Epicenter has all of these restaurants and clubs and shops and stores and everything. And the Alof was attached to, you know, the Epicenter because everything's like attached, you know. But unfortunately, it's right below like a club. And I I don't know if the club was there first or the Alof was there first, but whatever the reason... If you if you're gonna stay, don't if you like quiet, and I'm big on quiet. I don't know if that's the only child in me, but I like silence. I don't like, especially when I'm sleeping. I don't like anything on. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, I'm like a vampire. I'm counting Dracula or Blackula. Man, that bass was coming. I could hear the whole concerts. And stuff. It was, it was not pleasurable. Um, you know, one of the th- when you washed, and I hope you guys are not at your wash level. You just, you just don't want to do anything <laughs> anymore. And it's not that you don't want to do anything because you can't. Just you don't want to. You know, you got to kind of force yourself to do it. Like I think I will always enjoy being at the actual event. Because that's something that I had always wanted to do my entire life. So I'm going to always enjoy that part. But the other stuff, you know, like the parties and, uh, you know, the schmoozing and all of that stuff, like, eh, it's okay, but I'm not, if I'm not doing it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me. You know, some, there's nothing wrong with this. You know, some, you know, reporters like, ooh, you know, look at me, I'm at this, 
this party and this such and such. And I used to be like that, so I'm not knocking them. You know, I used to be in the in the in the booth with with LeBron and D Wade. I've I've been there, done that. Young LeBron and young D Wade, and young Rob, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't I didn't want to do it. I was tired. I didn't want to do anything. Um, they they should they should probably move the three point contest to the marquee event of Saturday night only because. I know the dunk contest is supposed to be the finisher. And it's not necessarily that the dunks are awful. It's just the people that are doing the dunks are not marquee names. And when you're not a marquee name, you know, sometimes the crowd just doesn't get into it. I mean, that's it's like wrestling, you know, almost. You know, if it's just somebody, you know, some jobber out there, you know, it doesn't matter what they're doing. The crowd is kind of him and hump. Whereas the three-point contest got Steph Curry and, and, and Damian Lillard and, and, you know, all these other people that are involved. And so then when they're competing against people that you don't know about, it becomes, you know, interesting. So I should probably change that. Uh, there's a lot of collusion going on. Not collusion, I guess. But not tampering. There's a lot of conversations between the players. Um... And, you know, I think this, I don't know if you would call it a generation, this era of players are very much in tune with, especially the higher level players of working with each other, be it KD or Kawhi or KD and Kyrie, Anthony Davis and LeBron, blah, 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 blah. Um, They definitely have taken control of their careers in that regard and some of them are really good with the media some you know like Russell Westbrook is he doesn't like us and which is fine because I don't think you should really your goal shouldn't be friends with someone he doesn't really like us so he doesn't really engage and it's funny because he doesn't want to engage but as soon as he's done with his availability he's very you know outgoing and screaming and yelling and whatever so you talk to if you talk to and and it just gives you a lot. I think there's gonna be some movement as far as as far as what I know, what I was told, you know, I talked to a lot of people when I was there. Um KD and I told you this before, was probably on the move, especially if the Warriors win a championship. And I think Kyrie's on the move too. I don't know if they're going to move together, but I think there's just something that Kyrie wants to to move on from Boston. Maybe he thought it was going to be one thing, and now he's not exactly sure. Um, I think Anthony Davis is resigned to getting traded wherever, and then see how it works out. Uh, obviously, my video with Kawhi and the code uh, went viral. <laughs> Wasn't really expecting that. Uh, that went viral, and... Um, I think a lot depends on where the Raptors end up, but I can see Kawhi with the Clippers going back with the Raptors. You never know with you know with with Kawhi. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of movement. It's going to be a definitely. I think it's going to be an interesting playoffs and an interesting free agency period. Uh, curious to see what happens with the Lakers for the rest of the of the year. The NBA is the NBA is 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 good. 
I enjoy my time with the NBA, and they're always very nice to me. Uh, not that they're not nice to me at the NFL. It's just I don't know if it's just kind of because it's a little smaller, but you know, you just get to know people a little bit faster on the NBA level. And as always, and I've said this many, many, many times, um, it's always very humbling to me when other reporters, other journalists, random people in the streets uh, come up to me, say they enjoy you know, what we do at BSO, enjoy the work. That's uh, just very nice and humbling. People want to take pictures with me and all of this stuff or, or you know, put me on Instagram and everything. It's just... Uh, that's really humbling and really nice. And I never, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't used to it five years ago. I wasn't used to it two years ago. Still not really used to it today. Uh, but very appreciative of, of everyone that does read, listen, watch, uh, follows along on whatever they're following along with. Uh, I really appreciate it, it all. So, and that is the, the, the truth of the matter. So. I would imagine next time that we talk, we may be talking about Jesse Smollett or who knows, something else could happen because you just never know uh, these days. But until then, follow me on Twitter at BSO, uh, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, also the YouTubes, uh, BSOTV, and I'm out.